Humanity has battled with evil throughout the ages, fought tirelessly to protect itself from being consumed by the monstrous horrors that plague the land. But as darkness grows, the flame of hope grows dim. Who shall rekindle the fire? Who shall save us? I grab, I grab her hand and I put it in mine, like I'm holding her hands, like in a very loving way, before Devin can touch my sister. Well, hopefully, a bunch of douchebags with dice will do the trick. of nerds gathered around their screens drinking and dungeoneering in hopes to get some gold and girls. Join them for a crazy adventure. These are the Tabletop Champions. Welcome to another episode of the Tabletop Champions podcast. I'm Sean, your DM, and tonight I have Scott, who plays Paris. Good evening. I have Ben, who plays Stark. Hello. I have Kyle, who plays Torin. Greetings and salutations. <laughs> and I have Wade, who plays Devin. Wade says, screw you to Kyle, and Devin says, fuck you to Torin. Just so you guys know, when I'm, when, the way I do this is I go from the bottom up in chat. Oh, is that how it works? Yep. So, And, and for the listener at home, uh, Wade was going to say greetings and salutations. <laughs> and we've been trying to beat him to it every week. Yes. So at the end of this episode, he's going to be like, pick me, pick me in the chat sometime between now and next week. Yeah. So, all right, well, why don't we all roll a d20 and whoever rolls the highest can tell us what happened. Hello. I'm doing it this week. Nice. I rolled a three. I'm just going to type in the chat, roll one d20 instead of actually rolling a d20. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. No, you, get what? you get a choose. You get oh, a choose yeah. who gives the overall because the you roll the twenty. Um, I'm gonna nominate Sean since it's the only time that he can do it. All right. So, um, last week you guys were flying to Avisac in the floating city of Seabrook, which Devin was controlling through an orb in the Mage Tower. Torin was a drinking in the bar. Um, Stark was regaling. Um, his newfound bard with stories of his grandeur and Paris was figuring out how he was going to run this new city. He had a person come and ask how they were going to get down from the city once they arrived at their new destination because they didn't have a way to get down without being over the lake that they were previously above. Um, so he recommended a few different things. Um, Devin had a meeting in his council chamber with um, one of the mages of the school on a way to get down. They came up with another way to get down, which was a tile um, that people could teleport between. That would one would be placed on the ground, one would be placed in the tower. And um, then they were flying. They came to the city of Avisac, which is the main city of the realm. It's where the council meets. It's where the king lives. And it was smoking as if it had just gone under attack. All the fires hadn't been put out. And um, there was a prismatic dome surrounding the entire city. Um, Kyle thought it would be brilliant to, or Kyle Torin thought it would be brilliant to test the prismatic uh, dome by dropping a chicken through it, which killed it, killed the chicken. But they found out that living creatures could pass through it. 
So they decided to go into cloud form. They descended to the city. Uh, they could not pass through in their cloud form, so they had to go down to the ground. They met a guy named Travers, who runs the stable outside, who told them that the Order of the Raven had control of the city because the city was basically in martial law on the two outer circles. And they went to, when they got inside, they went to uh, Devon's brothel where he grew up. Um, everyone seemed okay there, but it seemed like they were in a little hurt. They went to uh, Devon's where he grew up with his master. Maybe not grew up, but lived with. Magic. Yeah. And, yeah, so um, they found his goblin that he had acquired a while ago named Chu, who told them that um, the man who lived there was taken. And then um, they decided to try and go to the inner circles of the city where they found a wall blocking them, at which point someone coming out wearing an armband of the cult of cult of the raven or not the cult of the raven the order of the raven told them that they would need to go through check checking to make sure they were not quote one of them and when the party refused they lit the wall in front of them on fire and that's where we begin our episode and we basically we basically said bring it bitch did i do all right yeah you did great sean cool uh, you, hey thank the you the only thing you forgot is that i almost murdered said gerblin you did almost murder said gerblin and he also made some little Robert. girl cry. Yeah, you did make a little girl cry. And you forgot to point out that uh, Paris is a duke now. <laughs> I'm going to continually do that. That's for Paris to do. Paris gets the ability to tell everybody he's a duke. Well, that's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> and Devin's going to call Paris an earl just to piss him off. Isn't earl better? No. All right. It could... I can give you a, a hierarchy if you like, but Duke is definitely above. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm good. Don't need yeah. <laughs> we are now the politics podcast. Would Medieval anyone politics. like to just, Yeah. Yeah. So, would anyone like to discuss the economy? Yeah. So, <laughs> sure. Yeah, actually. So, um, there is, um, before you, all of a sudden people started. Um, coming over the rafters. There is one guy with an armband standing right here, and then all of a sudden, uh, like kind of on the lower eaves of a building in front of you, on the upper eaves, you started, there's a building on either side of you, and there's a street in the middle. On either side, you saw four torches come flying over and land on this wall, which immediately went ablaze, as if it was set to light on fire like that in the event that someone would defy them. Um, and then after that, uh, four more cultists came out. So you have a total of five cultists you can see on the rooftops. Two on your left-hand side and three on your right-hand side. I thought they weren't cultists. They're not cultists. Sorry, Order of the Raven. I'm using uh, cultist markers. Okay, I was, just double, I was just making sure. They are not cultists. Let me repeat, they are not cultists. They are not wearing robes. Um, they're all kind they're of wearing extremists. street clothes. Yeah, they're just extremists. They're wearing uh, they're political extremists. Yeah. They're not religious extremists. Um, they're wearing you know just regular street clothes, but each one of them has an armband ex- signifying the order of the raven. And they just lit that ablaze. What are you guys gonna do? Uh, I guess we should probably roll initiative because I'm gonna attack. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to light buildings on fire with a 21. I feel like that's also... Is that your initiative? Yeah. Okay. 
Then uh, I'm going to roll a uh, 12. So you'll go first. I got a 13. Uh, Jesus. <laughs> Scott, I really don't care what the... <laughs> with the hierarchy of uh, political uh, Sorry, blah, 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 blah. Oh, and Paris's new Paris. name for, from Devin is Baron Paris. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever tell Devin that, he will start calling you Baron. Okay. Baron Bon Paris. <laughs> Baron Bon Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, just so the listeners know, I just dropped an entire list of the correct hierarchy of uh, English titles into chat, much to everyone's dismay. <laughs> and then I rolled a nine on initiative, which means that I am last. You can heal us when we're all dead. Yep, I don't actually mind being last in initiative for that exact reason. Ooh, that was a nice one. For sound effects purposes, I'll, pl- I'll prepen- pretend I'm rolling initiative now. Sorry, I'm just marking these guys with colors so I don't lose who they are. I forgot to grab my dice wall, or in between, or uh, before this session. Okay. Alright, so, Devin, you are first to act. You see what you see. You see the cultists within view, all of them on the rooftops ambushing you. I'm going to yell out to all of them. If I if I don't attack you or kill you within the next oh minute, will you attack me? Go through checking and we won't. I'm gonna take that as a yes then. <laughs> you Melf- seem like them. <laughs> Melf's minute meteors. By the way, is anybody wearing their insignia that they received from the king? Are you guys wearing uh, it, or is it in your pouches? No, I usually keep my insignias in the um, in, in my pack. Okay. So are, you talking about, box. Are, you ta- are you talking about our Mark of the Fallen? Yes, the one you I received keep from the king. I my breast pocket so I can take out like a badge. Yeah, that one okay. I don't wear. The, the trident, uh, not the trident, the Triforce E symbol well, I still yes. wear around my neck, obviously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say if I'm if I'm wearing any mark right now, it's probably my mark of the gnomish kind because that one's come in more handy. <laughs> okay. Really? Yeah, I've used it like three times now. Okay. Well, I now have the six meteors floating me. Things might be a little different if you guys were wearing them, but since they're not visible, um, yeah, no, I would. I I don't think I have any of them. Not even the Yeah, just ones. so you get, just so everybody knows, the party received an insignia from the king. Um, regarding an exploit they did where they saved the king and he recognized them for it. It's also worth noting that before we saved the king, we also killed the king. But don't worry about it. No, we didn't. Nobody in our party killed the king. No one who remains in our party killed the king. Exactly. (laughs) This current party didn't kill the king. So, okay. So, Devin, what are you doing? I'm casting Mouth Minute Meteors. Okay. Which gives me my six floating meteors. Uh-huh. And as a bonus action on my turn, which two have the easiest visibility to me? Um probably going probably going to be these two. This is a lower roof. Okay, and of the ones I can see, are any of them within a five foot radius of each other? 
No. Okay. It, it, the squares are five feet. Okay, so in the two, I can see you must make a dexterity saving throw against oh. my 15 decks. Okay. First one, you said 15? DC so 15 is my... Purple, purple fails, and the orange succeeds with the crit, so he wasted okay, so Here's purple's damage. Takes okay. 10 fire damage. Okay. And orange takes half of 13, which is 6. Okay. And then I'm going to take just two steps back. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to these guys. So um, the guy in red right here. Actually, no, the guy in green is going to act first because he did not throw a torch. He's going to look at Stark, who is standing in the front. I'm going to need you to make a uh, wisdom saving throw for me. Okay. I'm not terrible at those. So here goes. 17. Okay. Then you are going to take... I think you take... What's the spell? Um, yes. It's uh, Inflict Wounds. He's casting okay. Inflict Wounds. But yes. I don't see anything that says it's, it's on a miss, crap. you take half. Um, hang on. I Wait, could be wrong. Go. I'm not looking at the original source book. Uh, let me check real quick. Inflict Wounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> and what's the damage on that? I think I'm looking at the wrong at the wrong thing. Oh, that's also I'd... a melee attack. And is it? Yeah. All right. It's a random never touch. Never mind then. He's yeah. going to shoot two arrows at you. All apologies. He's going to miss on the first one because you succeeded on that. We're just going to call that a wash. And the second one is going to be a... I was looking at the wrong source. Can one of you guys give me the, the damage on that? A 16 uh, versus AC. On me, it's a miss. Okay. The damage on inflict wounds... Yes, 3d10. Inflict wounds reads, make a melee spell attack against the creature you can reach. On hit, okay. the target takes 3d10 necrotic damage. When you cast a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, damage increases by 1d10 for each spell slot level above first. So it is a hit, it's a hit or miss spell. Okay. Not a save so, or die. So then this guy is going to come down, jump off the roof, and land next to Torin. And he's going to cast Inflict Wounds. So make me a... Uh, a hit or miss. He, he makes the spell attack. He makes oh, an attack. He? Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a melee spell attack, not a save or Gotcha, attack. okay. All apologies, I read that wrong. Does a 21 hit your AC? Uh, it matches my AC, so right on the dot. Okay. Your AC's 21? Uh, that's what my notes say. 18 damage. Uh, bummer. Okay. okay. Necrotic damage. Necrotic damage. Yeah, no difference, really. Okay. Blue up here is going to fire two arrows at Stark. First one is going to be a 17. Second one is going to be a 22. Damn it, that's my AC. Okay. Um... 
that is going to be six damage. Okay. Okay. Orange over here is going to run up the roof to the corner, and he's going to shoot Paris twice with a bow. Okay. 20 versus AC. Uh, that is a hit. Okay, and 14 versus AC. That's a miss. So you're going to take six damage. Okay. And then purple, because he was hit by Devin, is going to take two arrow shots at um, Devin. That's going to be a 10 versus AC and a 9 versus AC. So I'm guessing those are going to miss. Definitely. Okay. All right, we're going to move on to Stark. All right. What? It's going to take a climb check to get up these buildings. So... However you want to do a climb, if you can give me a reason, whether it's athletics, acrobatics. Okay. Um, yeah, for right now, I'm just going to go after this cultist who's climbed down to attack Torin. Okay. You are not flanking, but... Yeah. Uh, 19 to hit. That's going to hit. For 11 damage. Okay. And another attack. Twelve. Uh, that's a miss. Okay. He has one wound. Okay. Let me signify that. Sorry, I'm trying to get better about this. All right. Is that your turn? Yep. All right, we're going to move on to Torin. Uh, okay. Um, this guy here in the red, uh, I'm going to hit with an axe. Okay. Uh, twice. As okay. it, now, is he holding a weapon? He is. All right, so I'm actually going to change that, and I'm going to do a disarming strike against him. Okay. Um, which is a 15 versus AC. That's going to hit. Uh, great, so that does 21 damage. Um, okay. Which is a ton of damage. Against this guy, the red, the guy, the, the one guy red right one? next to me, yeah. Yep. Um, oh, you cripple him. Um, is um, he still alive? He is alive, but you basically chopped one of his legs off. All right, so... And made, did he make his strength check? He has to make a DC 15 strength oh, save no, to be able oh, to still hold his weapon. DC 16? 15. 15? Oops. He does not save. So whatever weapon he has, what was it, a sword? He drops a short sword. Yeah, now he has no weapon, um, and... I am going to hit him again. Okay. Max. Uh, okay. Uh, Nineteen versus AC. That's a hit. What does it look like when he dies? I um. So the first attack kind of. You said it took a leg off. Or yeah. All right. So in the first and the next attack, I go straight through his chest, and there's just a. I basically cut him mostly in half, but he's still kind of like dangling a little bit based on. Yeah. Him. But he's he's dead. Like super okay. dead. And then you, like, shake him off your blade, like, ugh, and then you, like, wipe it on you. No, I would not say ew. I would more laugh, <laughs> I would more laugh as his bloodied corpse f- slumps to the ground. Okay. He is gone. All right. Paris. Um, I'm going to take a 15-foot move action to my right here. Okay. Move up alongside this building. And then I'm going to cast Burning Hands. Um, up the side of this building and hit orange and purple. 
Okay, sounds good. Uh, they need to make dexterity saves versus a... Hold on. I guess 14. Yeah. 14. Okay. So we'll do orange now. He saves. We're going to do purple now. He does not save. All right, so orange takes uh, five points of damage, and okay. purple takes 11 points of fire damage. Okay. I'm better at it. I know you are. <laughs> okay. I'm That's aware of this. Guy. Well, I'm better at hitting things with an axe. Devin. Are both orange and purple still alive? They are. They're within a five-foot radius of each other, right? Mm, yep. No. That's five feet. So five here's that here's that here's where he is. This is a Oh, they'd have to be adjacent to each yeah, other. Yeah, they would have to be adjacent because that's five feet. You know what I mean? Well, if he centers it like here though, they're both Oh yeah, if you center it there, then yes. But if you yeah. center it on one of them, they will no, not. I just okay, have to gotcha. It's a little explosion that happens for each meteor. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna put one there. Meaning they each have to make a dexterity 15 saving throw or take okay. this or half of this. So gotcha. 13 or 6. Fail. They say 15. Fail. They each take 13 damage of fire. Okay. Uh, purple burns. His, his clothes light on fire. Um, and he just kind of falls and lays on the roof. And oh. I'm putting my second... I'm putting my second bonus action meteor on green. Okay. So he also has to make a dexterity saving throw of he 15. Did. And yep. he succeeds. He takes, holy crap, eight damage. Oh, man. Wow. That was a max damage roll for the listeners. Damn. Yeah. You said eight damage? Eight fire damage. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to these guys. So that was... Orange, purple is dead. Orange is still alive. Orange is going to jump down and... Uh, Take falling damage and die. <laughs> <laughs> he took his bit to climb. It's okay. I'm just kidding. Um, and he is going to uh, use inflict wounds on you as well. Okay. So... You, Paris. He's standing next to you. Paris, sorry. I was just making him clarify for listeners. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I got to get better about that. For a crit fail. Yay. So <laughs> nothing happens there. Um, green is going to come down. But he's going to run up to Stark, and he's going to do the same thing. For a 23 versus AC. That hits... Okay, and that is 3d10, right? Sorry. Yeah. Research this one watch. Shit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I hit it right. So I didn't GM roll that. I just wanted to make sure I didn't GM roll that so that you saw it. That's a 10, a 5, and a 10. So that's 25 damage. Hot damn. Okay. Ow. Or, Or blue is going to turn and start to flee. He's going to be at difficult terrain, so he's going to get up to the top of the roof. Yeah, that's as far as he's going to be able to make it. Okay. Yeah, that's Ever. what I was thinking, too. And then we're going to move on to Stark. All right. 
Yeah, that hurt. Um, Stark is going to hit this guy with the sword. Okay. Uh, 13. That is exactly it. Awesome. And uh, because he's pissed at this guy, he's going to throw on a Divine Smite with a first level spell. For an extra 9 on top of my 6. So, 15 damage. 15 damage on green. And I'm going to swing at him again. 21 versus AC. That's a hit. For another 10 damage. That is going to do it. What does it look like when you kill him? Uh, basically, so, like, my first attack, like, I chop into his arm that he just touched me with. Yeah. And it, like, start, it, like, almost snags, and then it just glows with the, you know, shining holy light and severs his arm the rest of the way, and with my second attack, I just cut off his head. Sweet. The head falls to the ground, he falls to his knees, and with the sickening supernal blow you have just destroyed him oh pass me the rock baby pass me the rock Torin. <laughs> okay uh, so the green dude is dead now yes but but orange remains alive orange yeah. remains alive alright so I am going to run up next to orange thank um, you and I assume he also has like a short sword Yes. I'm going to make him drop that short sword. Okay. Uh, 28 versus AC. That's a hit. <laughs> uh, it does 26 damage. Okay, you cut off his hand and somehow you strike an artery. <laughs> and, blood, and blood just starts spraying. You see his face, all the color wash out of it, and he just falls to his knees and he's just screaming, and then all of a sudden it gets weaker and weaker and weaker, and like, then he... Is he still alive? No, he is dead. Oh, okay. He bleeds out and dies. <laughs> Paris and Torrid are just soaked in blood now. <laughs> it's a veritable fountain. Like, something you hit, like, either you slice through his hand and nick the, nick the, the femoral artery in his thigh or something, he literally bleeds out in front of you. So I'm going to guess he doesn't need to make a strength save to hold No, you cut, off, you cut off the hand that he was holding his weapon All with. Right. Uh, so then just to close out my turn, uh, with the rest of my movement, I'm going to move uh, a little bit closer back to Stark. Okay. And that's my turn. Paris. So I'm going to take a... Uh, I'm gonna, oh, well, I'm at a... Yeah, there's nobody next to me. I'm going to move right here next to Stark. Uh, so that's a uh, 15-foot move action to my left. And then I would like uh, Blue, who's running away, to make a will save versus uh, DC 14 or be paralyzed by hold person. <laughs> will? Yep. Or wisdom save, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say. Yep, I'm using archaic terms. No! He saves, he rolled okay, a nice. Sorry, I just... That's why I rolled that one legit. I'm just sad because that's the first time I've been able to cast that spell. I've been having a whole person in my in, in my spell slot for decades, but all we ever fight is monsters, and I finally got to use it. Sorry, I rolled it for uh, you all to see. No, it's okay. I think no. it's use my rolls. Yeah, you got a twenty. It's it's good. Devin will kill him. I'm not worried about it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going Devin. to. I'm he has going... not been damaged at all yet. Just a heads up. I'm going to put one fireball 
one mouse meteor is right here. Okay. One mouse meteor is right here. Okay. Basically, although you can only be affected by one, by reading the rule book, you won't be affected by one. Mm hmm. So I'm going to have him make a dexterity saving throw real quick. Okay. To my 15. Oh, I wasn't typing. And he's going to take 11 damage. He's going to fail, so 11. And then, just so that way I can cripple him, I'm going to cast a Ray of Frost. Okay. One second, just let me set this up. Blah, 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 blah. And Un Ray of Frost does 28 hit his AC. Yeah, it does, with a crit. Good job. Jesus. <laughs> so you roll double damage, essentially. Yeah, because you crit. So that is... 4d8 then? Yep. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. It's, it'd be, if it's regularly 2d8 plus whatever, it'd be 4d8 plus that same amount. Cool. And he, his movement speed is also halved. So <laughs> 17 damage? I'm guessing Kay. he's dead. No, he's not. Really? Right. Yep. But now he's, he's at half hurting. speed on difficult terrain, at least. Well, he's at, yeah, he is at the upper part of the room. And I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Okay. <laughs> I am going to start following along the side of this building. Okay. Right, because that was yep. yeah, that was thirty feet of movement, right? Yep. Fair enough. Uh, you are out of eyesight of him right now, Devin. You can't quite. Oops, I moved you. Sorry. Um, you can't quite see him right now, but you know the direction that he's going. So on his turn, he is going to kind of go down the back side of the roof and be prepared to jump off. Um. Unfortunately, all of you would be able to make your movement speed back there. So here's the question. Are you guys going to try and do lethal damage to him, or what are you going to do? Um, I was planning on exporting <laughs> him. Yeah, like, okay. Because he is, he is close to death. If you guys approached him on the backside of the roof, you have him surrounded. Uh, my plan was to kill him. But okay, I Devin be would swayed. be first there. So Devin, because uh, you guys would catch up to Devin, and then Devin's move speed, he would probably get there first. Is that fair? So we That's, can keep going with initiative if you want. So he's on the back side of this roof. Let me go ahead and reset the map and see what you guys want to do. I need to change. Yeah, because someone could tell me to not kill him on the way there. But uh, my plan would be to kill him. Okay. <laughs> so, Devin would be here. You guys would be here. And we're going to move on to Stark. Alright. Yeah, Stark's going to, you know... Uh, just double move, so... I like mouse minute meteors. They're fun. So, you guys cannot see him from standing down here because the roof, he's on the back side of the roof. Yeah. So, Stark, you're just about there. You could probably hear him from there. Mm hmm And is there anything else you want to do? Uh, that's my whole turn, pretty much, so. Okay. Torin? Uh, I am going to also double move. So that's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six. Two, three, four, five, six. So that's where I'm at. 
Okay. And actually, uh, hold on. So do I have line of sight to him? You don't, because this is like a patio. Oh, all right. And then the roof goes up above that. All right. So you're standing you're standing up next to a wall. You can't see a roof when it's, you know, 10 feet up. So, um, but I can use my action surge for one extra action to move again. Could I not? You could if you, you could if you would like. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. So, so now, what you see back there is just an alley. You're yeah, in an alley. That's fine. I just want to get in front of him. Okay. So he's surrounded, essentially. Okay. And that's all I can do in one turn. Okay. Who got text? Oh, sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I just heard the DM being shitty, as usual. Yeah. All right, Paris. Um, I thought it I'm, was. I'm going to also take a double move, uh, but my reason is because Stark looks really shitty right now. And he needs some healing, so I'm going to move up next to him. I don't want him to get too far out of my sight because he has taken a shitload of necrotic damage, and I'm a little worried about him. Sounds good. All right, Devin. Not worried about the Dragonborn who's taken a shitload of necrotic damage, though. Don't worry about it. I thought that... Didn't Stark take both of those inflict wounds? I took 18 points of damage. Oh, I thought that he took 18 and then 25 on top of it. No, that would have down knocked me out. <laughs> all right. Well, still, I'm all right. I'm chasing after both of them because they've both been injured. So anyway, okay. Sorry, sorry, Torin. I thought that it was Stark. I just assumed that uh, that all the attacks hit Stark. <laughs> it's a safe assumption. <laughs> okay, I can only get to where uh, Stark is standing. Mm-hmm. So if you double move, you can just keep going, though. But I don't. Fine. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Right there. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Hang on, hang on. I have sorcery points. So let's see. What can I do to kill this guy real quick? Um. I thought you were the one who wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I was the one who wanted to kill him. I I end my turn there. Okay. While yelling, yeah, don't don't make this hard on yourself. So if you recall, you threw Mouse Mighty Meteors here and, and air here. Burst. Correct? Air burst. Okay. Basically then. Then he has right here on this part of the building. Let me draw here. You see how that's an like an overhang right there? Yeah. There's windows in front of that. He leans backwards, busts through the window, and falls into the building. Okay, we're setting this building on fire now. Okay. So um, you guys have no line of sight of him. He disappears into the building. You're out of initiative for right now. I would scream to the two that are coming around the corner, go back around the other side. He's inside the building. We need to surround the building. We're going to smoke him out. We just want to make sure he doesn't, like, escape, you know. Unless, of course, there's paths underneath the building that lead to other buildings. Yeah, well, let's just at least cover the obvious exits. Um, Devin, 
Roll yeah. me roll me a check that like something that would deal with you knowing your city. So like a history check or or something along those lines. I'm not good at any of those. Um probably like something with wisdom. That'll work. Like you would know the city, you're wise enough to know better now. So can I add my proficiency bonus? Yes, you may. It is your city. You know the dregs of this. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no. Come on, everybody. All you know is that he fell through the window. Or he went through the window. So, yeah, we're burning this building down. Why don't we go in and get hit? Whatever. <laughs> because it's safer to smoke someone out than going after him. So it would be fairly against the law to burn down a building in the city, it would also be in poor taste to burn down an establishment that this guy probably has no bearing over, just so, just to give you guys context. How hard would okay? it be for Torin to climb the building and jump through the same window? <laughs> um, you could probably do it in a round, but he would be run round ahead of you. I, 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 I do that. Okay. So you're gonna climb? Yeah, I'm going straight after him. So you guys are out of initiative. You climb in, and um, we're going to do the rest of this portion theater of the mind. Um, the, you come into what looks like a uh, bedroom. This is obviously an inn. Okay. Um, the door is open. The, the door to the room is open, and you kind of hear footsteps down the hallway or downstairs or somewhere. Okay. I follow said footsteps. Okay. Um, give me a perception check. Oof, not my best skill. I will say that. Um, you hear something latch, but you, by the time you get there, you have no idea where it came from. Okay, if it helps, I'm a good tracker, um, with hunting skills. But anyway, um... You can get, you can try and do some sort of tracking to see where his footsteps went, if you would like. Alright, I'm gonna roll a nature check. Because that's what tracking would be. Okay. 21. So his footsteps go downstairs, and there's a tavern down there, and they go behind the bar, but um, because of your perception, you can't see where past that. They just kind of disappear. Um, Is there, like, any sort of obvious, like, from the bar, is there, like, a basement? Is there somewhere? Mm -mm. There's just nothing? There's nothing nothing obvious to you. Um, I am going to roll an intimidate check and kind of scream out. Uh, stop running, you coward! And you hear no. Oh, sorry. Oof. Well, you, you hear no reply. Uh, can I do like another perception check to see if I hear anything at all now? Just like mm-hmm. any sort of inclination of where he may have be or nothing. Yeah, because I guess it's different. I guess you can do that. Seventeen. If that you don't matters. hear any. You don't hear anything. Um. Did, right. Would anybody else like to try and come into this building? Uh, yeah, I was gonna run around the like the front side of the building where we started and try and go on the front okay. entrance. I'm gonna okay, begrudgingly so, follow Stark. So I'm as you guys look, I'm pacing around the back, debating whether or not to set this thing on fire with touring there. Okay. So as you guys pass the front window, um, you see Torin standing behind the bar, kind of looking around aimlessly. Um. And are you guys entering, or the inn, 
Um, I'm not. I'm just going to stand on the other side, uh, like Torin said, and just make sure that he doesn't come out this any of the... Um, actually, I'm going to move, like, here. Can I see, like... Um, can I see this side of the building and that side of the building from, from yeah, this vantage but, point? Yeah, you can see that side of the building, but there's still that burning wall. Yeah, right no, I understand that right there. But yeah. you can see, yes, you have vantage of everything in front of the building. Okay, I'm going to stand here and just uh, kind of hold action unless I see him trying to come out one of the back windows or something. Okay. I'm basically guarding the back, and honestly, if I can't cover like this corner right here, maybe... Okay. All right. Yeah. Um. So, like, in in like the on like the ground floor, we torn is we can see torn. Yeah, you can see torn through the window, standing behind the harbor bar, kind of like searching and looking for something. Okay. Um. I guess I'll go in through the front door, see if I can like head in like a different direction. Like, if he's like okay. in the bar, like, uh, like the north side of the building, I'll run towards like the south part, looking for. Any clues to where this guy might have gone? Okay. Would it be like an investigate check? For basically, Torin is going to just start tearing shit apart. He yeah, you can do see, that. He wants to see if, like, if there's anywhere that this guy could have gone. Is there a trap door? Is there some, you know? He's yeah, you can start, do that. He's going to start ripping things to shreds. So you'd have to do, like, an investigate to do that. Uh, oh, boy. A four. Yeah. So Torin You're is kind just, of tearing things apart, but you're making a bigger mess and kind of complicating things for yourself. Anything that could be a causeway, you're kind of destroying. You're basically making an easier... Wherever this guy went, you're making it harder for yourself to find at this point. Yeah, I'm just hitting things with an axe, basically. Uh, okay. Well, I, that's all I got. I mean... I'm looking, but I, I don't I don't clearly don't see him. Yeah, and I don't see him at all like the other part of the building. No, you can give me a perception check if you'd like. Okay. Uh nineteen. You see droplets of blood lead behind the bar, uh underneath a pile of something that is refuse that Torn has obviously created. So I'll run over and like kick off the, you know move aside this uh rubble okay there's a torrent. there's a rug there all right i will pull up the rug okay um underneath the rug there is a give me a perception check again 23 cool. Um, you can see that the floorboards are lined offset, but there is definite deeper gouges in the edges of a certain area that could perceivably be lifted to uh, look beneath the floor. Okay, at this point I'll say, hey, Torin, smash this part here. And I'll point at those boards. Uh, and I smash said boards. You just smash it? Give me a strength check. Uh, all right, I can do that. Uh, so that would be plus my proficiency, right? Uh-huh. Pretty good at those. Oof. <laughs> Eleven. Um, you hit it, you break through the boards, but you hit concrete. You hit some sort of stonework. Um, but there's obviously something there. Uh, would I know that, like, hitting it again in a slightly different way would be better, or...? There's a cleft you could probably lift up with your hand. Um, or if you really wanted to burst through it, you could try. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going to hit it with an axe again. So okay. 15. Cool. The concrete has already been weakened by your first blow. You're able to just kind of break through it, and then like a final stomp with your foot, it gives way. Um, below there, you see hinges holding this up, which is obvious to you that this could have been lifted. But <laughs> your brute force method worked as well. And there's like a, a small ladder leading downward. Um, is it lit or is it like dark or? It's dark and dank and nasty. Um, so can I crack a sunrod? Absolutely. And, and drop it down just to see how yeah. far we're going? Absolutely. Um, it goes off further than you can see. So the sunrod just eventually vanishes from my sight. No, 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 no. So if you drop it down there, it's only like five or six feet down. Okay. So then but I if you were to peer down. down the hallway that's down there, it goes way further than you can see. No, that's fine. I just wanted to see if I should jump down or if I could climb the ladder. So if it's five or six feet, I'm just going to jump down. Okay. No, no Dev- attempt at the ladder at all. Devin, you're still outside. Yeah. Um, give me a give me a perception check. Woohoo. And twenty, not natural, just a nineteenth cool. one. Uh, you hear a door down the street and an otherwise closed street open, and then you hear footsteps. This is probably mm-hmm. about, I want to say, a hundred and fifty feet away from you, about a block and a half down. But you definitely heard something out of place. I'm going to check it out. Okay. With probable. Hey, with probable speed action plus ray of frost quickened. Okay, you're at you're at a run. You're at a full tilt. Um, so yeah, I gotta move sixty feet then cast a spell. Okay, assuming it's the guy I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. You come to an open causeway, and this guy looks very familiar. You come to the street. You come to another street, and you, this guy looks very familiar to you. Cool. So down to four sorcery points and one quick cantrip. Because I'm assuming he did get within, I'm assuming I can put myself within, oh, say, 60 feet of him? Yep. Yeah. And here goes. Does a 25 hit him? That does hit his AC. Cool. That's going to be a quick 2d8, and his movement speed is halved again. So seven damage. Yep. Uh, he falls to the ground. Is he dead? He is dead, from what you can tell from that distance. So let's cut back to Torin, just for, um, this. So Torin, you're in the tunnel. Yep. Okay. Um, are you following the tunnel? Yeah, I would, I would follow him. I would pick uh, up the sun, I would pick up the sunrod, so that, because I don't have dark vision or anything, so I pick up the sunrod and I would chase down the, uh, the tunnel. Okay, um, are you with him, um, Stark? Yeah, probably, and I'll yell out to Paris, we found a tunnel, we're following it, it goes, and I'll, like, you know. It goes west. Okay. It goes west. So, I'll work my way into the building as well, then. Okay, so you guys all find yourselves in this tunnel, and you're walking through, and there's all sorts of graffiti on the walls. Um, there's ravens, there's, um, um, all, just all sorts of, you know, rhetoric, like, we will retake, the power will fall, 
the tower can't live forever, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Torin wouldn't be reading any of that. He would just be sprinting through the tunnel at, like, max speed. Okay. Anyone else who doesn't care as much to run through the tunnel or or that, if you guys do care, you can give me a perception tech check. I'll, I'll care. Okay. <laughs> because this does seem, there's, like, there's some interesting stuff here. I got a 12. Okay, you see, like, a number sequence on the wall. It's like okay. two six seven. Okay. Okay. So as you're running, you guys are running down. Um, you pop up in um, this tailoring shop, and there's a woman that says, "Oh, he went that way. Stop him. He's one of them." Can I roll an insight check to make sure she's not lying to me? Absolutely. Yeah, please do that. A four. She seems completely <laughs> on the level to you. All right, I, I run that way. Okay. Um, you run outside and you see a um, the same guy that you were chasing uh, laying on the ground with a frozen uh, bolt to his back, just dead. And Devin comes walking through the alley. Told you, just knocked him out. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you stayed uh, to double check. I think that worked out well. Yeah. On to the castle. Okay. So you guys uh, work your way up to the castle. Um, there's no more barriers in your way. You were at, found the way that you went through this tunnel. You found your way on through the back of the barriers. So there was another barrier on that street when you came up through the tailoring shop, but it was to the south as opposed to in front of you to the north. So you could deduce that this was a tunnel system that is either was there in place prior or is being utilized by the um, the uh, Order of the Raven. That's all yep. Cool. Sounds good by the Ravens. So um, you guys work your way up through this circle and you come to a portcullis. Um, It's closed and there's three guards standing behind the portcullis and they say, you have no business here. Work your way down to the other circles. Are you friend or foe of King? I am a friend of the King. I am a follower of the King. And I'm flashing my badge of the fallen when I hear that first line. And his jaw goes slack, and then he just kind of looks at the others around him, and they open the portcullis. And they say, right this way, right this way. Uh, You must be the ones that the cleric was speaking of. Yeah, we brought that. I point up. (laughs) He can't really see because you're in a tunnel, so you're pointing up at a stone ceiling. Um but he has heard tell. He has heard tell of it. He looks up and then he realizes, and he kind of face palms, and he's like, "Yes, yes, you came in. You came in, uh, Steebrook. I, I understand." And he says, uh, "Come, come with me. Uh, the cleric is looking for you." And so he ushers you through these all too sadly familiar hallways of just castles stacked upon castles, just no direct sunlight completely enclosed but definitely fortified until you reach uh, a door that would lead into a small temple above it has the symbol of the three gods and he opens the door and you enter and standing in front of you is oh fuck what was his name avarice 
What's his name? Yeah, Alvarez. Yeah, Alvarez. Gotcha. Okay. So you walk in, he says, Oh, by the gods, you've made it. Oh, please, we must go now. Where must we go? Uh, you must go see the king. Oh, all right. Yeah, that's cool. Okay. I'm well, down. Please, please let's, let's go now. And he kind of rushes out. And um, he ushers you down some hallways um, past the familiar room where you enter. And there's that beautiful open uh, um, room with all the trees and stuff. And just to the left of there is a small door. Um, You open it and in there is the king's chambers. It has a skylight coming from above, and it's not only a skylight, it's it's open air, and there's direct sunlight shining in. You know the king's room, we've been here before, when he was already yes. on his death. Yes. And again, he's in the same position. Um, all the color is drained from his face. Uh, he's on clean white linens um, with, you know, beautiful stitched filigree. And um, he says... The king is near death, but he might be able to speak. He requested your presence. <clears throat> and, um... I just want to go on the record and say we did not do it this time. Yeah. Uh, we are aware... There is this not. Was, we know who did this. We know Siliqui is at fault. Really? Finally! All right, well, that saves yeah. us some information sharing. Shocked face and a really. She made her presence known through the demon she sent to destroy the king. It was through the face of Siltara Kassab. They're obviously working together somehow, whether Siliqui is using her or not, but the king was informed that Siliqui had chosen this action. Okay. So, so um, there's a cleric there reaching kind of under the sheets at the king's chest. Um, and as she kind of pulls it away, there's a dark black wound to his chest. And the king, um, just to remind myself and the listener, the king is a dwarf, correct? Correct. So I approach the king and I pull out my jug of ale. That you got King that I got yep. yeah, and I go to motion to pour just you know not like an unreasonable amount just to pour some ale to his lips and he's looking up at you yeah um, and he opens his mouth and just gladly takes it yeah and he's like oh th- thank you lad I needed that these clerics aren't letting me in and the cleric says no ale and he says shut up woman <laughs> this is my deathbed. You and might as well leave me. And, and I say to him, I know, I know damn well that's what I'd want on my deathbed. Um, but all, all we can say is, tell us who did this, and we will avenge you. And he says, excuse me, one second. Milady, I mean no disrespect. I'm just out of sorts at this moment. Please, please uh, forgive me. And she nods, and she says, just be taking care of yourself. And she walks off. And he looks up at you and he says, um, uh, Siliqui, we've heard. She came here for healing, but apparently she was, her wounds were self-inflicted to make it appear as though she was attacked. 
this was all part of a grand plan that she had. Yeah, she's apparently a fake old lady. Yes, yes, yes. The uh, the scholars have done some study on the old five and have discovered that and deduced that possibly she was one of theirs. But she apparently, out of loss of antiquity, chose to go down the wrong path, and that may be why the original had failed. He's, he kind of weakly reaches up and sticks a hand out for more ale. Oh, I gladly give it to him. Okay, and and are you giving him your jug? Yeah, I put the jug in his hands if he wants it. Okay, and he's, he looks at it, looks it over, and he's like, sloshed. And then he just guzzles <laughs> back, like, more. It's like dripping down his chin, but he's getting the majority of it. And he That's is fine. just, like, taking down a ton of ale. Yeah, for and the then listener, sloshed means two gallons of ale become pouring out of said jug. And yep. so he just downs the majority of it. Uh, only the weakest dregs come off the sides of his lips. He hands it back to you and goes, oh. Gods, I needed that. And he says, uh, we know that she was behind this. Uh, and then he kind of gets weak for a second. And he says, I-, I have something. I did not mean to keep it from you, but now seems the time to pass it on. And he motions to uh, Alvarez and points at like his dresser drawer and Alvarez like pulls out some keys goes through them and like opens his drawer and pulls out a very fine um wooden box of like a rich dark black ebon wood and he pops it open and sitting in there is it's it's a velvet inlaid box and in there is what looks like a piece of a key a very long piece of a key um Stark, you would immediately recognize this as the final piece of the relic that you've been looking for. Okay, yeah. Stark goes over and... It starts to vibrate as you approach. And And so... Yeah, I take out the uh, other pieces I have. Okay. And you fuse this key together and it kind of glows for a second and then settles. And now in front of you, you have a full key with a um, like crystalline um, gem in the head of it uh, that you can use to peer through, obviously. Um, and now you, the relic has been returned to you in full. You are now the main bearer of the, the main relic that you've been seeking forever. Okay. And... Um, the king says weakly, he says, I'm sorry I held it from you. I, I just wasn't sure, my lack of faith, but I-, I had to be sure. You have to understand. Stark just kind of nods. But he kept it's, it safe, that's all I could ask. But it's it's found its way back. The The beasts came and tried to take it, and I fought them off with my final breath. Well, maybe not my final breath, right, boys? Uh, and he laughs for point, a second. I look at both my paladin and my cleric, motioning, you're not going to do anything about this? Oh, Devin. 
there's nothing to be done, and he pulls the sheet away, and this wound is, like, darkened black. Um, there's black veins going through his body from it. This is not an average wound. This is something that, obviously, the finest clerics in the realm have tried to heal to no avail. This was done with intent. I made a medicine check of a 12 to try and... You, You touch it. It's cold to the touch. It's like nothing you've ever seen. Um, it is so. so I know. Far I know it's. Capability. Yeah, it is so far beyond your capability. You wouldn't even know where to start. Uh, I mean, you're looking at whether you should sew it up or or leave it open, and you can't even decide whether that which one of those would be the better choice. All right. So I look back at uh, Devin, and I just shake my head, my head uh, somberly, and I say. This is beyond my talent to heal. I've I've never seen a wound such as this before. Can I get an Arcana check real quick? Absolutely. I want to see if I know that A, um, our cleric knows Revivify, and B, if Revivify will work if the king dies. Revivify? Yeah. Yeah, I, I know. I have it prepared. I could cast it right this second if need be. Yeah. Stark is going to ask him, what what did this to you? It was a beast of shadow and terror. I can't quite tell what it was, but it wielded a blade of pure light. But not your average kind of light. It was uh, like it gave off pure shadow that illuminated if it doesn't make sense, I understand. And um, Torin... Devin, um, you can't tell if Revivify would fix her or not, but the amount of arcane energy emanating from the wound is blinding. And uh, Torin leans forward and whispers into the king's ear. Um, and I don't know how to do this uh, without the rest of them hearing, because I'm whispering so that no one else can hear. Okay. Uh, and I, I literally whispered to Sean... Um, I was going to say, yeah, why don't you just whisper it, to Sean on the I, chat? I, I yeah, did. I'm just trying did. to convey that how to do so, that to a podcast. So, so I got it, and he, the king just... So, in podcast terminology, um, do you mind if I say it? That's fine with me. Just, you guys have to role play in, and you don't... So, yeah, I, can, so, I can not metagame. So yeah. Torin leans in inaudibly to the king and basically says, do you want me to end your suffering? And the king just laughs and goes, oh, boy, I've been through more pain than you can imagine. I'm obviously sitting up drinking ale with you, and I want to be drinking ale until my last moment. Sure, there's suffering, but there can also be joy. Uh, And I just, I I would just respond with, say the word, and uh, it's done. (laughs) All right, give me more ale. No problem. And I... He's got the jug in his hands at this point. He yeah, gave, so he's frankly, just, the he's way just, I see it is, he gave me the jug. If he wants yeah. to, like, hit on this thing, like, for the last moments of his life, like, he's do just it up. He's just guzzling, and then he's like, This king, I don't want to die. And he says, an occasion like this deserves something better. And uh, he uh, motions his hand, and the servant comes over, and he whispers something to him. And the servant runs out and comes back with this extremely ornate crystalline bottle with a very, very dark brown, almost black liquid in it. Okay? 
and um, he's got five cordial glasses there. And he has the servant poured up. The moment the cork leaves this bottle, you guys can smell it. Okay? Yep. And it's it just permeates the room. Okay? And he pours up five cordials and passes them around the room. And... Yeah, Torin excitedly slams it down. Well, before he cheerses you? <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I need you to make me a constitution saving throw. Uh, oh, I feel like I should be doing this with either proficiency or an advantage, but... Well, you get proficiency if you are proficient in constitution saving throws. I, I, I am. So, this would be... Oh, my God. <laughs> you are... Okay, yes. this I one drink... Fail. This one drink, you are shit-faced wasted. <laughs> I mean, just shit-faced. Okay? That's some, that's, that's some good shit. And um, he drinks his, and he gets really, really drunk, and he's like, well, boys, it's my last night on Earth. I'm glad I could drink with you. And he says, but I must do these final moments alone. And then, he, well, he cheers to everybody. Is everybody going to drink? Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really nervously take my drink after seeing what happened to uh, Torin yeah. after taking after a drink. See what <laughs> happens to the heavy drinker of the group. Yeah, I'm gonna do it, but I'm gonna look really nervous when I do it. I okay. just, I just take a small drink. Okay, like I'm gonna have that look on my face not, not of a, a sip, person but... who, who's never taken a shot before in their life. <laughs> kind of like, mm, oh, I gotta finish it. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Like that that eighteen year old girl. Yep, exactly. Okay, cool. So, um, oh yes. Cool. Oh, by the way, so you, you only took three a to sip. That. Yeah, because you're near me. So, so you I only you only saying. drank you only drank part of that. So you are definitely like tipsy, but you're not like wasted. Okay. Who? Devin, did you roll? Um, no, I did not. You're just taking a sip. Go ahead and take it in advantage of the sip. Okay, one second. Let's see, he has a plus... Okay. You're basically taking just the littlest sip. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Okay. When it it crosses your lips, um, it immediately evaporates into, like, almost an ether. Um, You feel a little woozy, but nothing that you can't overcome. Your your mind can handle it. Stark, what are you doing? Uh, I am going to drink it. Um, before I do, though, could I have, like, looked through the, uh, crystal part of the key at the king just to see if, like, the wound looks any different or yep. anything? absolutely. Okay, so when you, when you peer through the crystal part of the key, he seems illuminated with kind of a bright light, and, but his wound is just sucking darkness into him. It, it's obviously, you can see the energy surrounding him, his his good nature and his soul is being sucked into this evil wound that is on him. Okay. And I will drink. So hey, Give me a constitution save. Eight. You are shit-faced wasted. You and Torin are just fucking gone. And uh, before we leave... Uh, he before asked before before you leave, he kind of looks at you guys and smiles, and then closes his eyes, and you can see his chest stop moving. And Torin 
walks around and finishes the half-drunk glasses of Scott and Dev- uh, of Paris and Devin. Well, Holy Paris shit. Drank, Paris drank all of his. Paris drank all of his. He just kind of, like, took it in stride. Right. So he's drunk. I, I, probably he's, took, I, mean, like, I probably took, like, one sip and then was like, uh, all right, and then, like, finished it off. Like, it took me, like, um, two sips. But servant, I, got an eight, I got an 18 for my save, so. The servant actually looks at you yeah. and hands you the bottle. I, I take and the bottle. And he says, I, I think you're going to need this. I put it in my pack, but then I take what was left of Devin's glass that he just took a sip from. And I, I took it not to be respectful. Yes, of course. And I'm not saying you were disrespectful, but I, I throw it back like it's a shot. Okay. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden, there are, ten, there are people tending the king, trying to figure out what's going on, and you guys are ushered out of the room. Can I at least um, try it real quick? Yeah. yeah. Cost it 300 diamonds, 300 gold piece diamonds. Yeah, I'll mm-hmm. try it if you guys want me to. Okay. Uh, so, I'll, what I is the description on Revivify? Hold on, and I will grab it for you. I need the I need the full yep. description because there's certain things that may happen with this. Hold on, one second here, Sean. While I turn to the correct page. Well, I think he should consult like <clears throat> Revivify. You touch a creature that has died within the last minute. That creature returns to life with one hit point. The spell cannot return to life a creature that has died of old age, nor can it restore any missing body parts. That's the okay. entire description of the spell. Okay. Would missing a soul or whatever happened count as missing a body part? <laughs> or no. count as dying of old age? You can, you can do this if you'd like. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I cast it. If, okay. if, if everybody if, says you should do it, then I'm going to do it. Because I have it prepared, and I have I have the material component on me, so I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna take fish in my uh, bag, pull out 300 gold pieces worth of diamonds that I have in the little sack in there, and I'm gonna put my hand on his chest, and I'm gonna cast revivify. Okay. Um, when you do, you can feel the soul try to re-enter the body, but the soul is not capable of penetrating the darkness that the body is. If that makes sense, yeah, I think um, it's yeah. no longer a body; it is just a visage of evil. But you can, through the contact of the soul through the body, feel that the soul left and that the soul is in a good place. Okay. That it's not like it's not like in some sort of horrible realm. The soul is reaching out from the actual walk that takes it to walk with the gods. So um, I'm gonna hold on to uh the spell like way longer than i need to like out of desperation like trying to kind of like doing cpr yeah like long yeah like you know like you know when people like in movies are like doing cpr and it's like obviously like past the point when you should give up like i'm still like holding on and nothing's happening until like finally i just can't anymore and i let go and paris just looks when you completely defeated when you pull your hands away, a shockwave kind of almost releases through the room of light. Um, and the king's body turns to ash and crumbles. Yeah, and Paris just looks completely defeated. Uh, I think we got an elf lady to kill. So, but I think then someone says, before, before you do that, uh, I'm sorry, Paris. I'm sure you'd like to see your sister as well. She's here? 
she was on the road traveling to where you had sent her and she is in one of our wards and she is injured take me to her now okay and so you guys are ushered through the halls um there are frantic clerics all over the place trying to tend whatever wounded are left um doors to a very nice room open and when they open you see an extremely beautiful blonde long-haired elf woman laying on a bed um unlike the kind of beauty you've seen in a long time and she kind of wakes up and turns her head and she says Paris it's okay I'm okay but I'm here I'm here sister what, but yeah, I am in your sister's name yeah what's your sister's name what was that what's your sister's name uh Valanth she says who, who have you brought with you? Uh, these are my companions, dear sister. Uh, this is uh, Devin Silvertongue. Wait, um, Silvertongue. Devin, and she oh, is it Silvertongue? Yeah. Oh, I always thought it was Silvertongue. It's a play on words like that. Y- yeah, no, yep. I get it. Uh, yes. This is Devin Silverton and Torin and Stark. And uh, we don't get last names. Because you don't have. She, well, I don't. I don't. Rem, I can't remember. She looks up at the party. Say, she looks at the party and she sees. She says. She says. Devin Silverton. He must be important to have a last name. <laughs> and she reaches her hand up He's towards Devin in like a like kind of you know kiss my hand kind of manner. No, I grab. I grab her hand and I put it in mine like I'm holding her hands like in a very loving way. Before fucking Devin can touch my sister. Wow, Siscon much? <laughs> and she giggles at that statement. And then she <laughs> and she says, Oh, it is good to see you, brother. Um, I'm gonna make a I roll a twenty-four on my medicine check to um to inspect my sister's wounds. She's in recovery. She's been well cared for. Right. There's um, nothing more you can do to assist her. Quick question out of character for both for uh, Scott. Yeah. How old are you and your sister? Um, you know what? Hold on one second here. And I will tell you because I have to. Look I know you're both elves yeah. and elves live like hundreds of years before they even. So I am. Uh, Paris is 84 years old. So still pretty young. And um, my sister is uh, 60, 67, uh, 63 years old. So, Devin, to answer your question, past the age of elvish consent. (laughs) They would still be considered uh, young by elvish standards, though. Yeah. But definitely capable of making their own decisions. Well, no, because... um, uh, Sean said that in his campaigns, elves don't live. Yeah, as, they don't as live as forever. That's that's actually so, like twenties. Okay. That's like twenties. So okay. that's why that's why I'm significant because I would have normally made myself like in the like early two hundreds, but yeah. since elves live much shorter lives uh, in uh, in Irulan uh, than they do in or Arulan than they do in um, Forgotten Realms. 
in Forgotten Realms, uh, I had to make myself younger. But okay. yeah, so I mean, she's still she's probably like in her like late twenties, essentially. Whereas Paris is in his like early thirties. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Not my type. So yeah, she only has two arms. She's her <laughs> skin seems awfully pale. Yeah, exactly. No scales. No scales. Nothing like that. Yeah, she's not green. Yeah. Not my um. Type. Actually, w- with that medicine check, yeah. Um, there's something I forgot. You the one that been... I should have got on the king. Yes, yes. Sorry. <laughs> so um, you would notice that she's been well, well cared for, but there is some sort of wound inside of her gut that is emanating something. Um, and when you're there, you can kind of sense it. You can sense that it has not been going away or healing the way that it should. Under my breath, I mutter, I can I can take no more death today. Okay. She says, oh, brother, I'm well. I'm doing better. You've brought your friends. And then what she ha- kind of nods at Devin. Winks at Alice a little bit. Out of character, I really fucking hate you right now. <laughs> you both are conspiring against me. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, dearest sister? What what happened? What what harm bef- uh, befouled you on the road? There were these evil attacking the city, and I wasn't sure what to do. And I went running, and there was this woman who she was running, and she this tall elf lady saying that she was from Landy. Um, that if I ate this bean, that uh, it would protect me. It would create a shield with enough time for me to escape. And I did, and I felt protection, and I ran, and I found myself here. And all of a sudden, I felt ill. Dead fucking silence from Paris. I bite my fucking lower lip. I turn to face the rest of the party and I say that bitch is dead. <laughs> uh, welcome to the reality. We were gonna kill her well before she messed with your sister, but uh, this <laughs> and then, doesn't help her cause. Um, her I, smile, are there any other are there any other clerics in the room? Yes, there's there's clerics running about. This is like a long like so this is a nice room, but you can hear clerics down the halls and kind of doors connect and so like clerics are making their way through this kind of checking along if there's nobody within like arm's reach of me I'm just gonna yell out get me Alvarez right now okay and the one of the clerics kind of run around and, and then Alvarez bursts through the door and he says what's what seems to be the problem Sir Paris um Earl Paris first of all Ur- Earl Paris. Wasn't it Duke? Uh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> Damn. I thought it was Paris. It seems to be the problem, Earl Paris. It's uh, Duke. Paris. I was wrong. Well, wait, wasn't it Viscount? No. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I pull uh, Alvarez aside. Like I try and get far enough out of earshot from my sister, which sadly probably leaves her open to Devin. Uh, I pull, I pull Alvarez off to the side, and I say, uh, I tell him um, that there is uh, some sort of that there is a decay inside of her, and I need him, uh, I need him to uh, to heal my sister immediately. 
and he says, what? We've, she was checked over by the finest. And he turns to look, and when he looks over, I'm guessing, Devin, you're there? Uh, yeah, kind of standing in the room, I guess. Okay, exactly uh, I need you to roll me, like, a charisma check or something. <laughs> <laughs> to chat, to kind of chat with her. See if you can fucking bone my sister in front of everyone in her fucking hospital bed. Is that hey, 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 hey. I was not going to do that. I was going to wait until she was in my school. <laughs> until she's healthy enough. Exactly. Persuasion. Oh, no. Oh, Deception. He just said charisma. He just said charisma. He didn't say anything yeah. about persuasion. I'm good yeah. at persuasion. So, um, Bevan is holding her hand, but you caught them before any sort of, like, conversation occurred. Before any hanky-panky started. Yeah. And um, Alvarez runs over and kind of checks her up and down. He's like, I, I, see, I see no... Oh, wait. Wait. Then he puts his hand on, like, her stomach and, like, pushes it to the other side, and he's like, he's like, oh, no. And that's where we're going to end it. How so, dare you? <laughs> we'll just have to see what happens next week. I'm, I'm but, really distraught right now. Anyway, thanks for listening, guys. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Tabletop Champs. You can uh, please, 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 please give us five-star reviews on iTunes. It will help us out a lot. Any good reviews or any reviews that are five-star, we will read on the podcast. Four-star, three-star, two-star, one-star, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, if you want to leave us a five-star review, then do that. If you want to leave us literally anything else, go fuck yourself. Uh, (laughs) But in the nicest way... Like, if you don't like it, we totally understand. If and you don't like it, just don't listen. But you can send me that. Uh, if you want to leave a really negative review, send it to my Twitter directly, which is at Fung on Twitter. Um, also, if you guys do have constructive criticism, just send it to us. We'll read it. We'll get better. Obviously, we're a new podcast. Just let us know. But so help me God, if you put that on iTunes, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think... I think... We have a DM who's more than capable of running a game into them. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, I can't do that. That would be illegal. <laughs> but I thought you were certified and ethical. Yeah, but that's not ethical. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I can. I mean, maybe ethics are kind of a blurry line, but I don't want to go to jail because I want to keep doing this podcast. Fair enough. I'll do this podcast from jail. Don't you dare. But maybe I'll help. Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll help Kyle find you. <laughs> but anywho, uh, thanks yeah. for listening. And uh, I'll see, see you guys next, next week. week. You, you can follow Scott on uh, or slash Paris. Eh, no one on. gives a shit about Scott. <laughs> you can follow Paris on Twitter at, at RPG And remember, hashtag don't sleep with my sister. I thought it was hashtag. Oh, that'd be a good one. Hashtag don't sleep with my sister. I was just kidding, Scott. I just I just did it for the goof. Yeah, I, know. I thought it was hashtag. Uh, what is it? Duke Lord. <laughs> yeah. Duke uh, Lord ha- Earl. Hashtag, hashtag don't sleep with my sister. Hashtag uh, Duke Paris. No, hashtag. I thought it was Earl Paris. It's Duke it was- Paris. Now I'm just going to confuse his DM. Discount I miss Paris. Folk, I was so upset. <laughs> it's Baron Vaughn Paris now. It's Baron Vaughn. All right, guys. Have a good night. Good night, everyone. Toodles. Bye. We're out.
Yeah, we will end that one at that uh, cut where he says, oh, no. I probably should have ended it there.